Hmm. Yawn. Four seconds. What are you doing? Oh, you had said that you don't do anything personal during work time, so I'm just making sure. Oh, wait a minute. So you're going to time me every time I yawn? That's absurd. Really? Oh, hey, look. Monkey knows how to use a stopwatch, everybody. He's ta... Personal conversation. 17 seconds. There is no way that that was... One second. The office, Jim taping or timing Dwight uh, because Dwight claims that he never, ever wastes company time. Uh, but that has been, you know, obviously it's been the subject of humor and, you know, employees joke about it over the years. What do you do when no one's looking and so on and so forth? Um, but this could be kind of a serious matter. Don't forget, uh, you are on company time. You're being paid for it. And perhaps, just perhaps, if you're not doing what you're saying you're doing or not doing what you're supposed to be doing, that you're in fact uh, stealing, like taking office supplies, perhaps, stealing time. Um, that's sort of the basis of a case that's been talked about quite a bit over the last uh, little while here in BC. It's a Vancouver case or a BC case. An accountant here was working remotely for a firm when she was dismissed. Now, she um, there was a dispute. She felt that that was not a fair dismissal, that it was, in fact, an unfair dismissal. Uh, so she claimed that was done without cause and sued for $5,000 in damages and unpaid wages. Her former employer countered that the employee instead owed it money for stealing time, for time theft, more than 50 hours worth, about $1,500. It all played out in front of the BC Civil Resolution Tribunal, which found in favor of the employer in this one and found, in fact, that the employee, the fired employee, had been fired with cause um, and also had been taking the company's time, that they were right. Now, it all seems like pretty small stuff on the financial side, right? Uh, but if you look at the idea of time theft um, and also the reason the employer felt it had the evidence it needed, it all becomes pretty relevant to the modern workplace, especially when, if you're working remotely because they tracked her online activities during work hours, because they had a suspicion that she wasn't doing what she said she was doing. Join us in, joining us now to sort of put some clarity into this, as if you know, yeah, we're all employees, right? We all want to think we have a bit of freedom to do what we want at work, but what kind of freedoms do we have? And where is the line when it comes to work time? Sandy Chen is a Vancouver employment lawyer and a senior associate with Semfiru uh, Tamurkin. Thank you so much for your time tonight, Sandy. Thanks for having me, Ben. This has been quite the talker, this case, right? I mean, I don't know if you've been hearing about it, but I think I read about it the other day, and I've been hearing about it ever since. Uh, what did you make of it? Oh, I, I've, I've heard quite a bit about it. It is, uh, it is an interesting case. Um, whenever, and, and these, these cases are very uncommon, when an employer, you know, sues an employee for time theft. Um, I thought it was interesting because it, it happened at the CRT, which is is kind of the level below small claims court where people aren't represented, right? And that might have been a factor in the decision that neither party had, neither party had lawyers. But um, it, it is a very important question, right? Like, where is the line between theft and kind of just you know one day you're on your computer and you're doing some personal stuff? Where's the line, right? And I think this case does shed some light. Um, it is a rare rarity that employers actually sue and actually succeed against, you know, ex-employees for this kind of stuff. 
Yeah, I can imagine here part of the issue was that they were already suspicious, and then um, there was there was the the initial claim I gather was for was for uh, you know, being dismissed without just cause. So the ball was kind of sh- thrown into their court when they came back with this with this claim of time theft. Yeah, yeah, and you see that fairly often, Ben. It's it, it, they're they're usually responses to a lawsuit by the employee. Um, employers don't generally, because maybe because of the um, time or the expense of legal fees, they don't generally sue employees for um, time theft unless it's brought as a counterclaim against the employee. Um, in this case, I think what tipped them off was um, that the claimant, Ms. Bessie, she had docketed some hours on a file that you know the manager knew she wasn't working on, and that kind of set them off in this investigation with this uh, this this interesting software that they had for her. Yeah, tell me about this software, Sandy, because um, we all knew that it was out there. I think all employees sort of secretly know that they could, or you know, they know um, intellectually they understand that maybe someone's watching their keystrokes, but we don't always we don't don't always think they are. But uh, this was a, a, um, a computer program put in place that actually monitored what kind of work was being done. Yeah, yeah, and, and there's a lot like it. I think this one's called Time Camp. Um, it's, 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 it's basically, well, first of all, I, I think in the case, it, it, was, it wasn't an issue that uh, Miss Bessie was told about the software. That, that's the first issue. Like, employers have to tell their employees if they're going to install something like this on their laptop. Oh, they do? Um, okay, and, right. So you need to know. So, so th- exactly. That, number one, you need to know. You don't necess- they don't necessarily have to get your consent, but you at least have to tell them. Um, and, and this this software, I guess, automatically differentiated between personal and and work tasks. Um, the 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 I think the the crux of the case, though, where Miss Bessie, where I guess the tribunal member found against her was, there was at one point she was given an opportunity to kind of explain the discrepancy, and and, and I think Miss Bessie declined to take that opportunity to to explain, you know, wh- where did these fifty hours come from. Right. And I think she inferred from that that, you know, this was a fraudulent scheme by her. Right. And, and that time camp, it's obviously helped the employer in this case. Um, I think this, this accounting firm um, proved the time theft. So I, I guess it did prove invaluable to the employer and not so not so good for the employee, unfortunately. It does raise an interesting question with so many people working remotely now, though. And I'm glad you brought it up because I didn't know that. I mean, I suspected that employers had to tell employees if they were installing a monitoring software. But but do they? <laughs> like, would you have to know? Would they, would they have to tell you? Could it not just be an oversight? Because I'd imagine a lot of employers would want to keep a close eye on their employees if they're working remotely. Yeah, yeah. They, they do have to let you know. Um, if they're tr- Because the, the issue is, if the employee uses that computer for personal purposes, which I think in this case that it, that wasn't uh, at dispute, that you know it, w- it wasn't disputed that Miss Bessie can use it for personal purposes, they're collecting personal information, right? Like if you're logging on to Facebook or any of your social media accounts, you know if you're messaging family members, that's all personal information being collected by this software. Um, and at least in British Columbia, we have legislation protecting employees. And their personal information so so they do have to let you know they don't necessarily have to get your permission to install the software um yeah yeah 
I mean, it does raise, I mean, there's all, I guess in your shoes, there's all sorts of things that are coming up with this new shift towards a hybrid work system or people continuing to work remotely. Uh, there are lots of different issues that will come up when it comes to, you know, working at home with company equipment on company time. But in your, I mean, we've been talking about this for a few years, but I'm sure we're just, we're still ironing out what that all means as far as employment law is concerned. Exactly, exactly. And, and I think, I, I, by the way, I, I love that scene from The Office. Um, ah, it, it's yeah. it's kind of a good example. Well, you know, there's been quite a few cases that have gone before courts and tribunals about this issue of time theft. And where, where, where the cases seem to suggest, where the law seems to suggest is there, there's a difference between an employee wasting hours of the day, right? If you're sitting in an office and you're just kind of browsing, you know, social media or watching YouTube videos or whatever, um, that's not time theft. The, I, in this case, the way I read it, and, and it was interesting because it was, it was through written submission, so there was no oral hearing. Um, right. But when I read it, the, the, there's a requirement for the employer to actually prove you were fraudulent. There was some intent to actually steal that time. And so, you know, in this case, Ms. Bessie, you know, she obviously wasn't just sitting around um, she actually put in 50 hours that it seems, well, the court concluded that, or I should say the tribunal concluded that she never worked. Um, and so right. they inferred there was some intent of wrongdoing there, which separates it a lot from, from other cases. So I, I suppose in this case, if you if your boss thought you were at work, regardless of where you worked, you told them that you were at work that day and you, you hadn't been anywhere near your computer, you'd gone off on a day trip somewhere for the whole day, come back, filed for those hours. Um, that, that's, that's time theft. Exactly. There's a difference between that and, you know, sitting at your desk and working an hour when, um, you know, for half for half of that time you were browsing the Internet. Sandy Chen, employment lawyer with um, Samfiro Tamurkin is with us this half hour. We're talking about a case in uh, Vancouver in BC about a woman who was uh, countersued by her employer during a fight over an unlawful dismissal claim for stealing time. Um, and we're just trying to figure out exactly what the line is when it comes to stealing time. Uh, Sandy, when you look at this case in general terms, what do you think uh, we should know about, I mean, this certainly obviously doesn't set precedent or anything, but when you look at some of the things that were looked at in this case, what do you think we should be aware of if we're working remotely, for instance, or if um, we think we may be stealing time? Well, I, I, I think the important, well, I, I want to try to put people at ease. It, it's, the, the important takeaway, it, it's, it's very uncommon that this kind of stuff happens to employees. Um, it's difficult to prove in a court of law by an employer, um, and especially if you're working from home, if there's this kind of software on your computer, um, there's a lot of reasons why the software wouldn't track the work you're doing. Uh, I'm not sure what happened in this case, but even if you're working from home, a lot, some people's work aren't on their computer, right? It's paper and pen, or they might be on a phone call with, uh, you know, a business-related phone call. Um, so I, I don't think that this case, you know, as you said, Ben, it doesn't set too much precedential value um, this kind of stuff happens. It's kind of a pretty, it's an interesting case. It's unique. Um, and and I, like I said before, it's, it's interesting. They, they did it via written submissions, right? Which is just yeah. submitting a document of your position to the tribunal. No, nobody heard evidence uh, provided by Ms. Bessie or, or anybody from the, from the accounting firm. Um, and right. so I do think it's an anomaly. Um, I don't think there's 
too much cause for concern for employees um, right. based on this case. Still a reminder, though, that the time you're paid for is not only your time, right? I mean, you should know that. Uh, but when you're being paid to be somewhere, that's that's not your time and your time alone. Exactly, exactly. And, and you know, on the other hand, um, the, I, I, I've seen at least one case where I think it, it came from Ontario, but, you know, theft is actually, it, it's, well, as everybody knows, it's a criminal offense, right? Mm. I think there was one case from Ontario where the Crown actually charged an employee for time theft. And, wow. and they charged this person with, with theft over 5000 because this employee had, you know, allegedly stolen um, over 5000 bucks in, in, in time. Right. And so there's there's consequences of doing that. So I guess the lesson is just don't do it. Right. Um, th- th- there was a big story. Um, this happened years ago, but um, I-, I think it-, it was it was Safeway where one of their employees um, had stolen some cash from the till. And the consequence of that was there, there was a conviction and-, and the court actually ordered the employee to pay all the employer's investigation costs. Um, all of this is to say it's, it's rare, but when it happens, there's, there's, there's serious consequences, obviously, besides losing your job. Well, Sandy Chen, thank you so much for, uh, for shedding some light on this case. It's been a big talker. It's good to get some clarity on exactly what it means and what, is it, what it doesn't. So we know this was a, pretty, this was a unique one. And uh, we'll, uh, you know, the, the value of it was, was more, I suppose, um, anecdotal than anything else. So thank you for that. Thanks, Ben.